This is the third Sunday of Advent, also known as Gaudete Sunday. And you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds asked John the Baptist, What should we do? He said to them in reply, Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we celebrate this Sunday called Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice, because our salvation is near. We are halfway through the season of Advent, and we are getting closer to celebrating God's incarnation. The incarnation of God's love and mercy in the person of Jesus. God loved us so much and wanted so much for us to understand his presence in our lives, his love and his mercy, that he chose to come like one, one like us in the flesh, in the person of Jesus. In the gospel today, the people are getting excited because they have been long awaiting the Messiah. And so they begin to realize his coming is close. And they say to John the Baptist, what should we do? In other words, how should we prepare to receive the Messiah? And it says, John exhorted them in many ways, telling them the good news. And so I say to you today, the good news is you have a God who loves you, and a God who grants you mercy. Which is something in the world in which we live today is sometimes rare. Because love and mercy are not abundant. 
And so we look to the one who really counts, our God, and we rejoice in his goodness. But my brothers and sisters, what should you do? You need to recognize how God's love and mercy touches your life if you are going to celebrate this feast with any sincerity, with any meaning. There's so much that goes on around this feast that has little to do with it being meaningful to us personally in our hearts and minds and souls. Today I'd like you to think about God's mercy. On Tuesday, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, our Holy Father opened the Jubilee Year of Mercy. And this evening at our cathedral, Archbishop Chaput will open the door of mercy here in the Archdiocese. And we are asked during this year to experience, to recognize, and to offer God's mercy. But in order to offer God's mercy, we first need to know what is it. Thinking about the theme of mercy, I thought of two things. It's two types of mercy that lots of people think about. The one is the mercy we think we have a right to, we deserve, and we tell God. That's the mercy that we tell him in our prayers when we command him what to do for us. Give me this. Solve this problem. Fix this situation. We demand because we think we are entitled to that mercy. Then there's the mercy that we really need, but many people will not seek. And that's the mercy of asking God's forgiveness for the times we create the problems. We create the bad situations. We create the things that we're telling him to fix. So I'd like to ask you to think about that. How many times in your life do you tell God in your prayers the mercy you want? And how many times in your prayers do you ask God for the mercy you need? We can't offer mercy to someone else until we've experienced it ourselves. And so in the world we live in where almost everything is justified and almost nothing is a sin anymore, and we justify all of our actions, how do we experience mercy? It's a humbling thing to say to another person, I'm sorry. Probably the two least words used among people. And it's a humbling thing to say to our God, you're right, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But unless we do that, then we have no experience of the mercy of God which we need. And then we can't offer mercy because we've never experienced it. So I ask you as we begin this year of mercy 
to ask yourself, what is God's mercy in your life? How have you experienced it? Do you balance the mercy you want and the mercy you need? Think about that when you think about prayer. What are your prayers? So as we approach closer to Christmas, and everybody is getting really revved up, few people were saying how this wonderful weather we have makes it so great to run out and shop more. <laughs> Are you prepared? What do you need to do to welcome the incarnation of God's love and mercy? And I'd like to suggest just two things. One is this. We like to give great gifts. We like to be recognized for the gifts we give, for the things we do. I'd like you to think of someone. Someone maybe that you don't know real well, or maybe you do. Someone who's going through a difficult time. Someone who's experienced sadness and pain, maybe loss or illness. Someone who just may feel down and depressed. And write them a note and don't sign it. Do something that you are getting nothing in return for. And then you'll understand how God continues to give to us even at times when we don't return anything. It's a wonderful way to celebrate Christmas. To do something very kind for someone without getting any acknowledgement. And the second thing is my mother's famous line, don't decorate over dirt. I have many women in this parish who come to me saying, just one, two weeks ago, I thought of your mother today because I was dragging out the decorations and I thought I better clean first. That was my mother's famous words to us as kids when we'd say, can we put up the decorations? We don't decorate over dirt. We have to clean first. Don't decorate over dirt. Go to confession. Go to confession. That's where we experience God's mercy the most. That's where we let him recognize that we know we need his mercy. Because when we go to that sacrament, we're saying to our God, these are my faults. These are my sins. I'm sorry for them. I'd like not to do them again. But I know if I don't have your grace, your divine assistance, these sins will become who I am. Because when we don't recognize and acknowledge where we need to improve, then the evil becomes who we are, and it becomes a natural part of our lives. So we need God's divine assistance. And by going to that sacrament, what pleases God is not so much that we have the strength not to do the sin again, because most of us will. But what pleases God is that we are acknowledging, by the very act of confessing our sins, that we need God in our lives. 
And we need his divine assistance to overcome the things that keep us from being the people he calls us to be. So Tuesday night here in the church, we will have seven or eight priests available for confession. You don't have to go to Father McConan. You don't have to go to me. But I just say to you, if you truly want this Christmas to be meaningful, reflect on God's mercy. Do something kind for someone without getting any acknowledgement. And don't decorate over dirt. Receive the sacrament of penance.